0: following program is presented by tracy austin of new mentality pc and mental edge fitness solutions welcome to mental fitness matters a show designed to provide people with tips strategies and solutions to improve their mental fitness now here's your host tracy alston
1: hey hey everybody it's our favorite time of the month already i think time just continues to get faster and faster and if you already know, you already know. It's the third Thursday of the month. So I'm with my amazing co-host, Erica Singleton, Director of Communications for Professionals Beyond the Game. E sizzle, good morning. How are you? <laughs> good morning, Tracy.
2: I'm fantastic, but I feel like somebody is even more fabulous than I am. Someone reached a milestone
1: a pretty big milestone pretty big milestone yeah just turned the big four oh joined us joined (laughs) us in the
2: uh, look and now one more year and then you'll join us in the over 40 (laughs) adventures but yes, Love it. a, I, I, this is an exciting and outstanding time. My grandmother once said to me that her for her life started at like 79. And I was like, oh, that is a long time to wait for life to start. Right? <laughs> but right. you start to really get into into your own here. So mm-hmm. I think I think
1: it's exciting. Oh, thank you so much. You're exactly right. It is funny how fast time goes, but how you really don't start recognizing the importance of living every single day, every single moment because it goes by so quickly. Yeah. So excited to see you. Always, always excited to see you. And we have such a good show ready for today. Yeah. You know, when we think about professionals beyond the game and and really kind of student athletes and people growing up and the people surrounded by them, it takes a community. It does. And you talk about,
2: you know, finding yourself, doing things for yourself every, every moment, but then also giving back, finding moments and places where you can reach back, give back, give thanks. Um. Pay it forward. So yeah, today we get to talk to someone who is um, doing it better than most, I think, Uh, and and I had the opportunity to work with them and see them
1: at work. Uh, So I was
2: very excited to have today's
1: guest cannot wait to get further into who she is and how she's inspiring and really helping so many of our youth uh, beyond sport, really kind of instilling some life characteristics and lifelong things that they'll take with them. We have Kim Allen joining us today. And Kim Allen was a two-sport standout during her career at Benedict College located in Columbia, South Carolina. She she was a member of the volleyball and basketball team, starting on each team all four years and was named all conference in both sports. She also graduated with honors in 1996 with a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting. She went on to attain a master's degree in business administration from the University of Phoenix and works within the financial services industry. But her love for sports and her desire to teach kids basketball and volleyball led her to become a coach at the middle school level but Kim is now currently coaching uh, Lincoln Charter Varsity Girls Basketball Team, uh-huh. and has been there for the past seven years. They have six conference championships, four <laughs> conference tournament championships, four Coach of the Year awards, three Player of the Year awards, and a host of all conference awards. Kim has had so much success in the coaching s- coaching world coaching many girls that have gone to play beyond the collegiate level, and her greatest joy is to be able to pay it forward, providing a child with the same opportunity and guidance that was given to her. Teaching and aligning life skills with sports in order to help young students reach their dreams is a job she proudly accepts, and we are proud to have you on the show with us. Good morning, Kim. How you doing? Good
2: morning. Thanks for having me. So Absolutely.
1: Happy to, happy
2: to have you. I would be remiss if I didn't say... It's not easy watching you coach as someone who works at one of your competitors on the court, but it is impressive. Thank you. Thank you. you.
1: Well, Kim, tell us a little bit more of anything else. We read your bio, but get us into kind of who you are, um, just as a person who's Kim.
0: I I'm a mother first. Um, I take pride in my family. Uh, And my friendships, I think I've learned um, in life. I, you know, I I was thinking about this topic, you know, as it was presented to me that, you know, I've learned and I've grew, you know, being a mom, a wife, a coach, a friend, a daughter. I think that being able to grow from year to year and kind of understanding who I was as a person allowed me to be a better coach, Mm -hmm. a better person, that doesn't mean I don't always have, you know, pitfalls or there's going to be stops, but um, I'm competitive. <laughs> um, I I won't say I don't like to lose. I think, you know, with losing, you know, comes lessons, um, but I like to be prepared. So I will always put um, myself and my team, my family in position to be prepared because I think that I can win. And if we don't, you know, I accept that loss, and I think, you know, sometimes you got to give credit to the other team because because they might have better players. They might be more prepared. Um, so I, I try to wake up every day and prepare myself for what's ahead of, me, ahead of me that day so that it could start off good. You know, it might not always finish good, but <laughs> okay. at least I started or uh, positioned myself to have a good day a good game, good practices, I I believe is all in preparation.
2: Talking about preparation and where things start, um, as a standout athlete, there are lots of very good athletes, but not everybody goes into coaching and not everyone ends up being an actually an effective and good coach. So where did the idea, when when did you start knowing that maybe you wanted to go into coaching? Um, So I've been around sports all my life. my mom my parents have
0: played semi-pro um overseas um and and most of you guys know my brother is in in the nba i've been in the gym since i was probably three four always watching basketball 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 and i guess i wouldn't say i knew you know right after college because you go into married life and kids and but you know following behind my brother i followed him to milwaukee and i met some people who loved the gym as much as i did and so we started you know just going to all the high school games and i was always in you know the Milwaukee Bucks games and so what happened was she my friend um kelly she still lives in Milwaukee she started introducing me to a lot of the people that coach aau so mm-hmm. i started coaching I became an assistant on a couple of AU teams, and then finally, her son was at University School Milwaukee, and it was like they got a they got a job open. Maybe you should apply. I said, "Well, I'm not a teacher," and she was like, "Just apply anyway." <laughs> and so I applied, and and I got I, I got that job, and there were they don't cut kids, so I had two middle school teams. Um, and it's funny because even now moving to Charlotte, I won't. I don't know if I was destined to be a coach. I just felt like I was positioned in the right places. And it was like, I always stepped up to offer guidance. And then it was like, okay, I got a job for you. So I came here uh, helping boys. My son started playing AAU and then, I, my husband was coaching, and sometimes I need to fill in on this end or whatnot. So then I became like the standing assistant coach as needed. The <laughs> boys listened. And so I became like a little side assistant coach. And then one of the parents was like, they got a job at Open at Lake Norman Charter. And I was like, I'm not a teacher. Why apply <laughs> anyway. And so I got that job. And so I stayed there. And then I went to – it was funny because then my sister was like – They're gonna they're gonna cut the volleyball team out at Philip Berry because they don't have the coach and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll apply. So then, (laughs) you know, you find yourself doing a lot of things. So every every coaching job that I've gotten is because of a parent that knew that I coached or knew that I was good or knew that I can teach. Um, My sisters they knew I can play and coach, and um, so I that's how I kind of got into coaching based on what everybody else knew about me. Um, That was my transition into um, a coach and not necessarily that I was an athlete and I really thought I wanted to be a coach, but I knew I was a good teacher. Um, I was always in the gym and it just kind of transitioned into me being a coach. But I'm glad I'm glad it happened that way. And I'm glad people respect um, what I what I know and what I can do and what I can offer to the kids.
1: Yeah. Speak a little towards the age group that it seems like you've been drawn to the middle school, high school. Um, Is that kind of your sweet spot when you talk about teaching and coaching? Um, That's a big Di- that's a big deal in terms of the age in which people are learning and growing and trying to figure out who they are. And it seems like you've been drawn into that direction.
0: Well, I think at, when I when I got with Lake Norman Charter Middle School, what they were looking for is a lot of time with the charter schools, they want um, people who can teach so that the kids can transition to high school because their feeder programs are their their lower level schools. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting like if you're at North Mech, you got multiple um, middle schools that feed into your school. So your, your talent pool is bigger. Mm-hmm. Whereas a charter school, you're, you got first through eighth grade. And if you don't have someone teaching mm-hmm. them at the lower level, you get up to high school and you got to reteach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to do that in certain instances at Lincoln charter, not to, you know, say anything negative about anybody else, but we don't have a JV program. Um, and then in CMS, they weren't allowing um, non-teachers to coach at one point. So I was at the middle school level because you know they didn't have that teacher's requirement. But then I I won at um, Lake Norman Charter, and then I won at Philip O'Barry, and then it was like, what do I do next? And then Philip, not Philip O'Barry, Piedmont uh, for volleyball. Well, then I got an opportunity to coach at um, Philip O'Berry, which wasn't didn't require me to be a teacher, so I became the head um, volleyball coach there and uh, head, I mean, assistant basketball coach there. Um, a big difference between between middle school and high school, yes, um, because charter kind of operates semi like they're private, even though they have. You know follow public school um, rules and whatnot it's a, it's a big difference and you know my thing was I felt like I had accomplished everything I could at middle school you know the winning and if there was an opportunity for me to move to the high school level at the charter school so the charter school that was I was at because they had a um, coach that had been there for years or uh, Piedmont you stopped at middle school, then my next level was high school. Mm -hmm. Um, Phil Belberry, a challenging school. You're you're jumping from middle school where, you know, the kids are going to jump when you say jump. They don't talk back. They don't, (laughs) they don't do anything. Um, It's like you, you can, when they're younger, it's easier to mold. Mm. It's, it's easier to guide. They're, they're willing to listen. I feel like, um, kids want discipline at a certain age um, and not say disciplines they want structure Mm -hmm. Um, and to be able to give them that structure to me especially at that age and you're trying to get them to play sports it's easier to kind of teach life lessons and how what you're teaching is going to apply as they move forward Um, which to me when when you're able to do that sometimes it it knocks down the walls of their learning. Um, They're willing to listen. Um, You can stretch their limits um, more because they believe you're you're pouring into them Mm -hmm. and you could, they believe what you're teaching. Um, So you, you see what they're, they're capable of at such a young age and they don't put up blockers or I can't. Um, And I always tried to say, um, you you can you will you try before you say I can't because if can'ts can't get you on this team. Um, I always wanted kids that were you know positive and not to say that you know I wanted to push them into that that mold where they thought positive where they I think I can um, you know and you see you as a coach you have to see different you got fourteen kids and. You might have five that are more skilled, but then you might have three that are less than skilled, but they have something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like at the middle school level,
2: you're able to find and make them believe that they can do it. Okay. There is um a- There's a long conversation one day (laughs) Not for today's show But definitely about the idea that Charters operate sometimes as if they're private schools And the parents think of it that way as well (laughs) Because it's it's definitely not (laughs) Um, And as you are working with um, The the student athletes And helping them to See themselves differently See something in themselves um, Be able to work with themselves I think you also sometimes Get their parents in a new frame of mind as well um to be able to see um more for their child or a difference for their child you know there are a lot of parents who come in and they're like my child is this and they should play this and i don't know why they're not getting this and i i love coaching but i also love um something you had said to us separately which which is um you know, the only thing that's going to get rid of you is them. Like, if someone else wants to coach, you're welcome to coach. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and my thoughts on what I try to do, and especially at the high school level, is set expectations. I feel like if I come into the season with an expectation, because if I think about coming into next season, I kind of already know who my players are, and I know I'm going to get some new ones. So the... If I, from my middle school team, I've watched them play and I'm sure they've watched me coach, so they kind of know my style. They don't know me per se, but if I set an expectation, I kind of try to have, I want to be open with these kids because I want them to understand that it's their team. And if I set an expectation to say, this is what I need from you. Mm -hmm. And I have team meetings and I have individual meetings, and then we might have one-off meetings based on what I see during the season, how you're performing. You know your demeanor on the court you know your interaction with your teammates um because i was one of those players that i i hated to lose and so like on the court i'm aggressive mm-hmm. uh, my coaching style might be aggressive but behind coaching and all that i might be the quietest person there is but my expectation might be different than your your parents expectations mm-hmm and so I try to have those conversations with the kids and I tell the parents to talk to your kids first before you come to me um, because I'm trying to keep my own peace. I'm trying to keep the team's peace and the kids peace, and we want everybody to be great and I think that sometimes what I might see in your kid you might see something different mm-hmm. or I feel like I, I I believe each kid is a piece to our team and and they fit in differently and you want them to be great. And sometimes they don't want to be great. Um, and I'm trying to pull and they don't want to pull, but it's at the varsity level, the goal is the win. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta find ways to communicate like this is varsity. I know you want your kid to play, but right now this is, you know, the best team that I think to sh- be on the court. But I do have conversations with these the kids and sometimes I might not have, have conversations because you know you have kids that are thicker skinned than others so you have to learn how to communicate with each one of them individually I might can yell at this one and you but I can't yell at her because she might cry and don't get me wrong I mean I've probably had a lot of them cry but we we kind of get to the understanding of I think when they cry they know they're not meeting expectations
2: Mm -hmm. And I -hmm.
0: I ask them, are they willing or do they want to be here? What do you want? Like, what are your goals? And so I'm going to push you towards that. And that's how we're going to determine, you know, if you're going to reach those.
1: Are you comfortable in that position that you're in? I think you're bringing up a lot of good points as I'm listening to you, because really everybody is coming in at a different place, a different space with different expectations, different goals, different needs. And you are kind of at the head of seeing 14 young ladies kind of strolling through your practice door, your game door every single day. Let's transition that to the mental health. What are you seeing as people are walking in and how do you kind of stay mentally fit for yourself? But as people are coming in with their different expectations, different goals, they might have just had some fallouts with friends and relationships, all this other stuff that they're bringing into practice and to game. How, as a coach, um, are you able to kind of assess, but also support and teach from the place that they come into you?
0: It can be heavy sometimes. I admit because, you know, I'm coming from, you know, when I leave the house in the morning, you're, you're changing hats. I'm going from right. wife, mother, coworker, friend, daughter, sister, then i then i have to turn all that off to come into this gym with you know 14 15 young people and i have kids of my own i still you know have to check on and and then you know i have these girls and for on any given day there can be something different um <laughs> yeah. and it if i've had them over four years they kind of understand that you know we can have a conversation We've had conversations. Sometimes we've had conversations in no practice.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, if it if it spill if it's like a team thing and it spills over into the team, then we're gonna have a conversation as a team. Cause I feel like as a team, if there's a breakdown or we don't like each other today, we're not gonna be good for the game tomorrow. So we need to get past all of that. And we've had some issues. Um, but you you can't tell because I, I feel like I tell them when they walk in the door and I'm not here most of the time that you guys belong to me you're my kids you're my daughters um and we don't like each other as soon as you come in the gym um i feel like we can conquer and discuss anything we've had we've had plenty of issues where i'm sure some of them don't like like me sometimes i tell them i didn't like my coach when i was younger either um but i feel like it's important for me to be able to to look at them and kind of understand from day to day that they're not in the right space. Um, I'll ask them, do they need to take breaks? Do they need to step aside? Do they need to go home? I am that coach too, that I remember when I was younger and I didn't, I felt like I was out of it, I needed a break. So we might, you know, not, it might not be a strenuous practice. Um, it might be, we might have games and we might have shoot around, we might, we might, do things that uh change the mood because I feel like in, in our, opening, our opening season, we were losing and it was like, okay, you know, these, when you're used to winning or these girls, uh, you get tired of losing. So you, you have to, as a coach, you have to kind of make it fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to change direction. You have to do things that take away the seriousness of the game, because when you, for me, when I think that I'm trying to win the conference and then they're all, they have, you know, we're 14 girls, you know, (laughs) Um, everyone can have a different attitude every, every day, but I, I am that direct coach. If you, if you come at me in in a way that's not, you know, respectful, then I, I will get you, straight right then because i feel like i feel like i'm a parent you know how you are as a parent and as a parent like i feel like you know and i've done it to my daughter when i was coaching her i felt like if you're supposed to be my captain the best player and if you're showing off on me then somebody else is going to too yes and that comes with the attitudes and the personalities and and as long as you get everybody on the same page i understand there's going to be you know some moments where you're having a bad day and i'll i'll lay off you um but if it's the day before a game you know i need you at 100 and so um i am cognizant of everybody's time i feel like it's important um for me because the girls they they're i think when i was younger we can get yelled at every day, and it was, that was normal, and now you kind of have to be mindful of everything else that's going on in all these kids' yeah. lives. There's social media, mm-hmm. there's this, there's boyfriends, there's, yeah. and so I had to take that into account and I have a we've talked about those things and we talk about a lot of things and you know even sometimes I tell them they might not be your boyfriends later and you guys don't get so <laughs> caught up into them now you know I, I turn into mom uh sometimes yeah. so I have to tell them the truth because I know sometimes they're not listening to their own parents so yeah um I,
1: I will take it there as as need need be you're giving space You are giving so much space for growth, for change, for for things to happen, for life to be here, which I think it's big um, because you're right. uh, What you're teaching subconsciously is that how we feel is going to be an indication of how we perform. And if there's some other things going on outside of what's happening right now and you're bringing that into what's happening right now, we're not going to beat our best. You know, so thank you for being the type of coach and person and parent that you are, because so many people just need a spot to say, you know what, today's not the day. And a lot of times kids can't even express what is going on. They just show up emotionally in a place, you know, so to when I heard you say sometimes we we have practice, but we don't practice. We just talk. You know, we just kind of he'd have that open space to kind of be. I think that's big. So thank you for what you're teaching and modeling uh, to our young ladies. It's so important. And our time is going by so fast, Kim. We got about one minute left. How can people connect with you, reach out to you? And you're at Lincoln Charter doing amazing things. Anything you want to share or say before our time is up for today?
0: Um, I am at Lincoln Charter. I do have a... I'm on social... I'm on Facebook. I, I'm not overly uh, involved in social media i kind of am the old, older mom as my daughter says um, <laughs> but i can be uh contacted through lincoln charter website at at all times and i can be found on on facebook and um instagram i thank you guys for having me this is you know something outside the normal of what I would do. Um, It's a different experience and I appreciate you guys for having me on. We appreciate you. What I do with my team.
1: Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode of Mental Fitness Matters. Get more tips, tools, strategies,
0: and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness by joining Tracy every Thursday from 8.30 to 9 a.m. and 6.30 to 7 p.m. for Mental Fitness Matters on News Talk WSIC.